Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplet, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so blessed to be in your presence today with the Word of God. And we don't take this opportunity lightly, but we thank God for what He's doing for us in this world today. There is a word for us found in the book of Hosea, the 11th chapter. And it's telling us about how we hurt God, the agony that God goes through, the agony that we cause him when we don't do what he says to do. We cause God to have agony in his existence because we just disobey him, won't act right, won't obey him to do what's best for our lives. We try to increase ourselves and take care of our own problems. And we get ourselves in more and more trouble instead of just reading his word and following him and doing our very best in service. God has laid out a life for us that's so precious and so anointed, but we try to do our own things and we cause ourselves many problems and we cause agony unto God. The book of Hosea tells us about a people that were blessed, had everything that they could desire. They had worship, but the worship was all about them. Instead of worshiping God in spirit and truth, they were just going through the motions. They knew about God, but they were going through the roller coaster type love with God. God would save them. They would act all right for a few days and a few years, but then go back into sin. And then they would cry out to God and God would have to go save them again. And they would act all right for a few years once he delivered them out of their bondage. It was up and down, just like our lives. We are in a roller coaster type love affair with God. But you can tell where the roller coaster is in the park by hearing the people scream. And many times in our life we are screaming because we disobeyed God. In Hosea, the 11th chapter, we see that God is saying that when you disrespect him and hurt him, you call, cause agony within him. In that first verse of chapter 11 of Hosea, it says, When Israel was a child, then I had loved him and called my son out of Egypt. As they called them, so they went from them. They sacrificed unto Balaam and burnt incense to graven images. All oh, those two verses hurts God. God is saying, I, I, my children Israel, and just like us today, I called them as a child out of Egypt. He, he, he made a way for them to be free as slaves out of Egypt. And he loved them and called him called them out of Egypt himself and called them his son. 
And as they begin to grow, they sacrifice unto false idols and they let other things come into their relationship between them and God. And they burn incense into graven images. We all know the story about the golden calf. When God freed them out of Egypt, that was the first thing they did, made a golden calf to make a God that they could see. God delivers us every day of our life from a situation, from trials and trouble in our life and sicknesses. And he blesses us every day, sustains us in our walk. But we put him on the back burner. We forget all about him. We forget that he's our father. Oh, we can imagine God being a, a general and fight our battle. We can imagine God being our doctor and heals us in our sick room and being like uh, a savior in our life. But it's hard to imagine him as our father because now we got to show respect where respect is due. We got to honor our mother and father. This, as we do here on earth, we have to honor our Heavenly Father because our Heavenly Father will be there when mom and daddy on earthly realms are gone or we may not even know them at all. God is saying, I, I took Israel like a child and I I brought them. That's a, that was a call of love that I did for them. In verse 3 it says of Hosea 11 chapter, I taught Ephraim also to go taking them by their arms, but they knew not that I healed them. I drew them with cords of man, with bands of love, and I was with them as they took and take off the yoke of the jaws, and I laid meat unto them. That's like a parent. God is our spiritual parent. He's our all in all. He calls out Ephraim was the biggest tribe of Israel. So when he calls Ephraim, he's talking about all of Israel. He says, Israel and Ephraim, I, I took you by the arm. And they knew not that I was the one that was healing them. God walks with us. He talks with us. He leads us through our life journey. He makes room for us. He's our shepherd. And he takes us to the green pastures and leads us beside the still waters. And he restores our needs and he sends grace and mercy for us every day. He leads us by our hands. He heals us and we don't even recognize him. Somebody was sick from the pandemic. It's not by accident that you're still alive. So many hundreds of thousands died from the pandemic. But you caught it, but yet you still, it was God that healed you. He drew out the cause of man and gave us and showed us what love is all about in the Old Testament. He even puts food on our table like a parent does. Why cause him so much agony? Come to him and accept his grace and mercy and what Jesus Christ did on the cross as your salvation. Show how mature you are as a child and show your father the love that he deserves. Quit causing agony in your father's presence. Or verse number five of Hosea 11 says, He shall not return into the land of Egypt and the Assyrians shall be his king because they refuse to return. 
and the sword shall abide in his cities and shall consume his branches and devour them because of their counsel. Sometimes God has to punish us. Many things that happen in this world is not happening for no reason. God is going to get the glory out of it all. Or just, just looking back at the pandemic, the church had to step outside the four walls and go to social media and go to television and radio like never before. But God got the glory. Some things that happened in our own lives. The enemy coming up and attacking us is to keep us on our knees and keep us humble, praying to our Father, knowing that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. He is faithful and he's true. If you seek him first and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. You're never too young, you're never too old, you're never too far away from God that you cannot come. Repent, the Bible says, and receive the kingdom of God because he's a lamb of God that take away the sins of the world. All sins can be covered by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Or verse number seven in Hosea 11 gives us the reason. And my people are bent to backsliding for me. Should they call them the most high, none at all would exalt him. So nobody would exalt God in that time when Israel was hearing these words. They were just going through the motion. They were bent to backsliding. And God said they were backsliding from me. Though they call them to the most high. So people were calling God, the people to come to God. But they would not do it. Oh, preachers are still preaching today. Come to God. The evangelists are preaching. The, uh, some social media. There's a word everywhere. The Bible is there to proclaim the goodness of God. But some people still want to backslide. When it comes to your relationship with God. Verse number 8 tells us of Hosea 11. How shall I give thee up, O Ephraim? How shall I deliver thee, Israel? How shall I make thee as Adma? How shall I set thee as Zebulun? My heart is turned within me. My repentance are kindled together. God is saying, I'm have love for you unlimited. Nobody can tell you away from me. No depression, no heartache, no sadness can rip you out of my hands. That's the kind of love that God has for us. He has agape type love. But you have to come to him. Because right now, so many people are causing agony in God's presence when he thinks about them. Verse number nine, I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. I will not return to destroy Ephraim, for I am God, and not man, the Holy One in the midst of thee, and I will not enter into thy city. So that's showing God's sorrow, and his punishment is limited. God didn't want to do what he had to do to Adam, but Adam sinned. God wants that all man to be blessed 
and come to him and receive salvation. God wants the best for you. But it's what you're doing that's causing him agony when you don't obey his word and run behind sin and run behind the world for your pleasure. How to get stronger in obedience to God? Well, Matthew 24 and 13 tells us, be unwavering in your belief in him. Don't doubt God. Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us, separate yourself from the world system and be renewed by the renewing of reading God's word. How else can we grow in obedience to God? Matthew 10, 22 and 33 tells us, choose to do what is right at all times. John 14 and 15 tells us, obey what God says in his word. And Matthew 25, 40 tells us, how can we go strong in obedience to God? Love your neighbor as yourself. That shows your obedience to God. I'm going to say a prayer today, and I hope this bless you. Quit causing agony in God's presence when he thinks about you. You're much too beautiful and beautiful in the eyes of God to be a stumbling block in the kingdom of God. I'm going to say a prayer today, and I hope that if you repent of your sins and you want to come to Jesus, this is your time right now. He says all you have to do is repent and come. Believe in the heart and confess it with your mouth and speak it with your mouth. You shall be saved. Let us pray. Gracious God, I come now. Father, forgive us, for we know not what we've done. Wash us, cleanse us, create in us a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within us. Lord, we love you. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he gave the Lord's Supper and died on the cross of Calvary for our sins. But he rose that Sunday with all power in his hand. I believe he sits at the right hand of God and is seen on our behalf. Let me be part of the holy family of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. We love you, we're praying for you, and stop causing agony in the eyes of God. Be blessed.